Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. You can open with me to Psalm 23 today. Psalm, come on, you all knew I was going to do it. Psalm 23. And if you're really holy this morning, you're feeling extra sanctified in God's house today. You can put a marker in Matthew 14. Online, we love you. It's great to see you in church. Thank you for being a part of the service. You're awesome. Psalm 23, verse 1. This is what it says. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, everybody say surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we're grateful that it speaks life into us always. Father, it shapes us, it molds us, it counsels us, it helps us become who we're called to be. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and minister these words, minister Psalm 23 into our hearts, into our lives, Lord. Help us to be changed, God, as we encounter your word today in Jesus' name. We thank you as well for Colonial Kids, God, for that renegade group. God, help those leaders. We pray in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Amen. There's peace in the making. That's the title of the message today. There's peace in the making. You ever been in a moment in your life, a season in your life, a time in your life where you felt like you were stopped in your tracks? Where you felt like, man, I just cannot get off the ground right now. Where it felt like you were being made to stop. Like whatever you're doing in this time, you have to stop it. That something is just like, man, don't keep going. This is not useful anymore. I'm, not on, I'm on, not on mission anymore. I just have to stop what I'm doing. We can remember those times because they bother us so much. Why, do that, why does that bother us? Why does it bother us? It's because we inherent in our human nature is we want to be rulers of our own destiny. We want to be deciders of our own pace. We want to be the ones who are in control to dictate our own pace, our own speed, our own movement in life. It's a bit like when your kids are getting a bit naughty at the restaurant. I know that doesn't happen for any of you. Let's just use our family as an example because <laughs> I know that's never happened to you. Remember when the kids are sort of two, three years old, especially my boys, you know, starting to bicker at each other at the restaurant table, the booth at Outback. And things are escalating. 
They're getting at each other. You stole my crayon. You did this. I did this. And you can just feel the temperature rising, you know. They're just one ups the ante the other, and the other one's got to respond in kind. And as a dad, there's something inside of me that I just like about it, you know. I'm just kind of like, this is awesome. I'm proud of you boys. Have a fight. Just kidding. There was actually a time with Charlie, with, with Jack, where I had to tell him, you need to stand up for your brother. <laughs> but that's a different message for a different day. But they're, they're, they're getting into it, and you can just sense that the temperature's rising, and you know you're in a restaurant, there's people around, and it's starting to get a bit out of control. And you know in that moment as a parent, you've got two choices. You either make it stop or you leave. We've all been there. We know, you know what I'm talking about. And I feel like sometimes when it comes to our walk with the Lord, our pilgrimage in life, it seems like there are moments with God as my ultimate father, as my, my dad in heaven. There are just moments where I've experienced it's just like, God, you are making me stop what I'm doing right now. And it's on purpose and it's on mission, but Why? There are just these moments in life where God makes us do stuff. My big thought for us today in this message is this, is God has the ability when He is our shepherd to make us do things. And that's what we see David declare in Psalm 23. What does he say? He says, For the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down. He makes me. I was drawn to that word specifically. Why does he make me? Is it because he's mean? Is it because God is controlling? Is it because God's got insecurity issues? Or could it be that it's because he knows that without the making, I'd be in a whole lot of trouble? So I want to unpack this a little bit today, and then we're going to pray. But there must be something here in the making. In the way that God makes His children, His sheep, lie down. Because if Jesus is our shepherd, what is it about the making that has so much power to have us in the will of God, to have us on mission in life, to have us going in the direction that we're going. So a few thoughts for us today. Point number one, I got four points today. Bonus round. Point number one, here we go. If Jesus is my shepherd, number one, he will make me stop. Come on. He will make me stop. See, the six verses of Psalm 23 begin with the first verse and everything that comes after the first verse is predicated on the first verse. That the Lord is my shepherd. That's what David declared. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he goes on. The word here in the Hebrew, or the, the, the meaning of he makes me lie down, verse 2 in the Hebrew, gives this sense of making uh, someone lay down and recline, lay down and stretch out and relax. Just this week at surf camp, man, I had some epic afternoon naps. Like if you had sleeping problems as a volunteer going into surf camp this week, you've been healed. 
You have been radically healed. Anyone has sleeping problems, just come to surf camp in July. Trust me, you'll get taken care of. But you know that moment where you know a nap is just about to happen? And it's like you hit the couch. I've got my spot. And it's just like the stretching out happens and it's just that relaxation point and there I am. But that's the sense that we get here in the text. It means to stretch out. It means to lay in a way where there's no energy being exerted. And here's the cool thing today. We see in other parts of Scripture where God self-defines. He defines Himself as the one who makes us stop in life. Let me show you one example. I could show you more, but let me show you Ezekiel 34, verse 11. It says, for thus says the Lord God, behold, I myself will search for the sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among the sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I'll rescue them from all the places they've been scattered on, the, on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I'll bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and I'll bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel. This is God. By the ravines and in the inhabited places of the country, I will feed them with good pasture. And on the mountain of the heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. Look at this. There they shall lie down in good grazing land. And on a rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. It says, there they shall lie down. God's saying to His to his people. He says, I'm the one who makes them lie down. What's God trying to get you to stop doing right now? What's God trying to get you to stop doing that's not healthy for you? That he's trying to get you to lie down to break the cycle maybe, to stop the circuit. To, 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 to bring about a laying down in your life that's going to help you? Is it to stop you from just saying certain things in your own life? Is it to stop thinking those thoughts about yourself? Might be people in here today and, you, and God is just trying to make you lie down when it comes to the thoughts that you think about yourself and grab a hold of the thoughts that He thinks towards you. God wants to make you lie down. And start thinking the way he thinks about you. Is he making you stop going everywhere at a million miles an hour in this season? We already live in a sped up digital social age, but we can all fall into the trap of going at a level where it's just not healthy, that you cannot sustain. And Jesus today is trying to make you lie down. And oftentimes he's making you stop now so that you can sustain through whatever he has for you next. See, Jesus knows this. He taught about this. This is called eternal rest. It's called Sabbath. It's instituted by God. It's exampled by God. We've taught on it in our church before. I've done a whole series on this. But it's meant to be something that bless us. The lying down in our lives that God institutes is meant to bless us. Mark chapter 2 and verse 27, Jesus said to them, He said, the Sabbath was made for man. Not man for the Sabbath. In other words, 
Sometimes we got to lie down because that's what's best for us. And God knows. You know, summer is already crazy. It's amazing. Like you, you, you see some people and it's just like summer comes around every year. Do you know that? And it's like summer's crazy. The schedule fills up. It's just like it comes around every single year. But let's remember that we don't have to go at a million miles an hour. And sometimes God is saying, I got to make you stop. I got to make you stop so you'll hear me. I got to make you stop so you'll rest. I got to make you stop so you'll see the goodness that I've got in your life for you right now. So, number one, He will make me stop if He's my shepherd. Number two, come on, write it down, He will make me go. You didn't think I was going to go there, did you? But He will make us go when it's the right time to go. In Matthew 14, when Jesus walked on water, I read this passage a few weeks ago and there was just this part of it that really stood out to me. It comes off the back of him feeding 5,000, doing an amazing miracle. Um, it was just an incredible thing that happened. And then he goes and, and Jesus eventually walks on water. In Matthew 14, he goes and meets the disciples there in the middle of the bay and, and stuff's going down and he shows up in the middle of the night. But before all that happens, look at what he says in verse 22. It says, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat. And that just jumped out at me. I was just like, whoa. It's like, Jesus, that's a bit strong. I mean, we're, we're, on, the, we're on the water. This is, this, is, this, is, this is a leisurely moment. I mean, this is a boat. But before that, it says he dismissed the crowds and he made the disciples get into the boat. Here's the thing about Jesus being our shepherd is there will come a time when he says, now it's time to go. Now it's time to throw the dock lines off and leave safe harbor and go out into the sea and go out towards purpose and go, come on somebody, towards mission and go to the place that he has for you. But it's gonna take faith. It's gonna take trust. It's going to take us saying from time to time what David said, which is the Lord is my shepherd. So I got to go. And there might be someone in here today and you've been tied to the dock for too long. You've been, you've been there for too long. You've been in the safety of the surrounds for now for too long. And Jesus is trying to lead you and say, hey, I need you to get in the boat and I need you to go. Because yes, there might be weather, as the disciples found out. Yes, there might be some moments where it's like, man, everything is going to hell in a handbasket. But that's why we have Jesus. But we've got to have faith and trust today to say, you know what, Jesus, you're my good shepherd. You make me stop. You make me lie down. But at the right time, you know when i got to go. See, it's a misconception to think that we serve a God that's the feel good all the time, God. But we don't serve that God. We don't, I don't know who that is. We serve a God which is, this is the right time for you right now. And He will always lead us to do what's right at the time that it's right for us to go and do it. And sometimes that requires moving off the docks and going out to sea. And listen to me, Jesus will make you leave safe harbor if He is your shepherd. 
He will make you leave. He will make you get into the boat. When it says that he made the disciples get into the boat, that's the first time it, ha- it happened and it's continuing to happen now. Do you hear what I'm saying? We all disciples here? There's going to be a moment where Jesus says, okay, this has been fun. You got to go. You got to go off into your purpose. But the best part is he meets us there. He shows up there. He, when the storm comes, guess who's there? Jesus is there. This is good preaching this morning. Must be the Lord. <laughs> Jesus will make us leave safe harbor. If he's truly your shepherd, listen to me, friend. I don't, I don't want to say that you're doing the wrong thing, but if he's truly your shepherd, he'll move you on. That's what shepherds do. They move you from one place here where they know you need to be. And then when it's time to move, they move you. He moves us on. Jesus will at the right time and the perfect time tell us to go. And in faith and in trust, we've got to obey. We've got to say, yes, we will go. But here's the best part. Wherever he's asking us to go, he's already made a way. And even better, he's already there. Jesus is the ultimate teacher, but leader of our souls. And he always knows what's best. See, Jesus, he knew there was going to be trouble ahead for them at 3 a.m. in the morning. He knew it. And what did it say when he said that he sent them off in the boat? What did Jesus do? He went to the mountain to pray. He went to get alone with God. He wasn't worried about a thing. And neither should we be worried. He knew, he knows, he knows what's best for us. So point number two, he's going to make us go. If he's our shepherd, point number three, he will make me calm. He will make me calm. Verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. So there's green pastures. There's still waters. There's peace. He brings me to the green pastures to give me the resource that I need, but he leads me beside still waters. Only Jesus can give you the peace you need. Why is that? Because he's the prince of peace. Maybe you worked up today. In the making, there's peace. He's making us do what shepherds make sheep do. When Jesus is our shepherd, as he makes us do things, it means in the making, there's going to be peace for my soul. There's going to be peace for my anxiety. There's going to be peace for my worry. There's going to be that settling in my soul. He will make me calm. See, his making, it brings peace. What does that mean? I want to break it down. It means his making brings contentment. His making brings satisfaction and fulfillment. His making is what, my, is what makes my heart be at ease. You know, King David, he had mad problems, like serious problems. He had a lot of trouble in his life. But King David knew where to go in his heart when it all got too much. He knew where to retreat to in his heart. He knew where to go because he knew that it was only God who could bring the calm that he needed for his soul. And I'm going to say something now. There's maybe 
Something that only your pastor can say to you. You ever met with some, I've met people before, they're like, well, only you could say that to me because you're my pastor. Well, this is one of those moments, okay? And I want to risk it because I believe it could be what you need to hear today. You need him more than you need that other thing that calms you down. You need him more than that addiction, that coping mechanism. If it's a relationship, a drug, a drink, that hidden thing that, listen to me, for the moment in the time of of it happening calms you down. You need him more than that. Jesus is more than a quick fix. He's the only one who can calm an eternally restless soul. That's why it says he makes me lie down. In green pasture, he leads me beside, listen to it, the still waters. What does the mean? Is it just waters? You know, happened upon a good spot? No, it says the still waters. That's there on purpose. What are the still waters? The best. John chapter 4, Jesus encounters the woman at the well. What does he say? Verse 13, he speaks specifically to her soul and he says this, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The eternal waters are him. So that leads us to know that he can make me calm. He can give my soul the eternal peace that it needs. And there might be certain things that are natural, that are temporal in life, that in a moment that lasts for a specific time, that give me the calm I need. Nothing can give me the calm as long-lasting, as eternal, as Jesus Christ in my heart and in my life. And you might be in here today and you're like, man, I'm dealing with some anxiety This is the age of anxiety, so they say. But I believe this can be the age of peace if we look to Jesus. We can be the people that say, yes, that is raging at my door, but it's not coming in because Jesus lives in my heart, my house. Because he will make me calm if he's my shepherd. But you've got to let him lead you. And if you let him lead you, then he will make you calm. So he'll make you stop. If the Lord is your shepherd, he'll make you go. He'll make you calm down. And if he leads me, number four, he'll make me who I need to be. What does the end of Psalm 23 say? It's my favorite part. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Not some, not when I'm doing good, Not when you know what, I've been going to church and I've tithed six times in a row. No, it says all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, that's speaking to eternity. That's declaring what's ahead. But we get a taste of that now when we let Jesus lead us. We get a taste of the man, he will make me who I need to be. He is transforming me into who I need to be now. My shepherd makes me who I need to be. Jesus makes me who I need to be. And one of the things that I learned when I first 
gave my life to Jesus over 20 years ago was I didn't know that he would change me. See, I thought in the moment, man, I, I, yeah, I know. I've, I, I, I need Jesus. I admit that right here in this moment, you know, as, as a brand new Christian saying yes to Jesus, but I never knew the transformation that would take place in my life. I never knew the deep rooted stuff that Jesus would remove out of my life, praise God the stuff that was, that was stuck down so far deep inside of me that I didn't even know it was there. This is what happens when we say the Lord is my shepherd. He makes us who we need to be. So let me just help us today. That takes all the pressure off us. That takes all the work out of it. That all it takes is you as just a little old sheep with a big old smile on your face saying, God, I'm ready. Change me. Make me who I need to be in Jesus' name. He makes me, as I follow him, to become like him. Wow. Let me show you to you. 2 Corinthians 3, and then we'll pray. It says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is a spirit. I don't know if you just caught that. But if we say to to God, if we declare to Jesus, you are my shepherd, he leads us and we become like him. I mean, hopefully the silence is because you're just as gobsmacked as I am by that and as blown away as I am by that. That we don't follow a shepherd that separates himself from the sheep. We don't have a shepherd that, you know, takes us for a season and helps us get exactly what we need there and then just leaves us. No, he actually leads us in a way that we become like him. That we start to bear some of the uh, characteristics of Jesus. That, that He makes us into people of compassion, that He makes us into people of grace, that He makes us into people that so easily forgive the people that have wronged us so much. This is the God we serve. He makes us into Himself. So I don't know about you, but I need some transforming to take place. I, I'm just getting started. I wonder what God could do in your life. I wonder how He could transform your soul. I love that it says here in 2 Corinthians 3, Paul says this, he says, from one degree of glory to another. You know what that means? It means it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter how far you've gone or how little you've gone, from one degree of glory to another. Would you stand with me? We're gonna pray and then we're gonna worship there's peace in the making. I want to pray for you. Maybe you're in here today and you're listening to this message and you are going at a million miles an hour. Life is crazy and you just know this message right here is God saying to you, it's time to stop. It's time to lie down. Can I just encourage you? It's countercultural, but it's exactly what God wants if that's what He's saying to you. 
Maybe you're in here today and it's just, you know, anxiety has gripped you. Maybe you're in here today and depression is real for you. Well, here's my prayer is that as you say, the Lord is my shepherd. We're gonna believe today that peace is gonna come in. Anxiety is gonna leave. And though it may rage at the door for a while, we're gonna believe that peace is the prevailing spirit in your life. So with every head bowed, eyes closed, just why don't you just ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me through this message? How, how are you speaking to me? How does this apply in my life? How can I, how can I apply this to my life? Because we want to be changed. We want to be transformed. We want to let Jesus lead us. Because there's peace in the making. Jesus, what are you making us do right now? Jesus, what are you saying is the best thing for us right now? Holy Spirit, would you reveal it to us? Would you open it up to us? And if you struggle with anxiety or depression right now, I just want you to lift your hand. No one's looking around. If this is something that you deal with, I'm believing for transformation. I'm believing right now that anxiety is going to leave and the Spirit of God's going to come in. The peace of the Lord is going to take up residence in people's hearts right now on a permanent basis. There's going to be like, I sense like a dislodging happening. A removal, a surgical removal right now of anxiety, of depression, of negativity, of negative thoughts and emotions that are ruling. God, we just ask right now that you would come in and that you would replace anxiety with your peace. Father, we thank you that we serve the God of peace. We have King Jesus, our Prince of Peace. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you bring peace? to be the prevailing authority in our lives, to be the thing that is everlasting in our lives. God, we just ask right now that you would do it. And in the name of Jesus, we say to anxiety, you've got to go. In the name of Jesus, we say to depression, it's time to leave. You are no longer welcome in this place. You are no longer welcome in people's lives. Peace, come Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship together right now. Let's sing. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.